Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of Xamarin.net, Azure, and more. And today we have a special episode talking about a cool piece of software for a cool device. I'm going to talk with Michael Schrader, who created an incredible app called Sketch 360 with an amazing use case for the Surface Duel. And I'm also joined by Craig Dunn from the Surface Duo team. Michael, thank you for joining us. So would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a brief overview of Sketch 360? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, again, I'm Michael Schroeder. Uh, I have been an engineer or a uh, program manager at Microsoft, a couple different roles over the past 14 years. And in my role at Microsoft, I work with customers and partners, help them build experiences. You know, and over my time at Microsoft, I worked around everything from from Windows to uh, to Azure uh, to uh, to our cloud services to to Office, all different aspects of working with our partners. And throughout my whole career, um, I've actually started as an, uh, I was educated as an architect. And in that, uh, throughout my whole career, I've been drawing and sketching ever since then. Um, I loved architecture, but I found that if I combined uh, my interest back then when I when I was finishing architecture school with computers. I sort of found a really interesting sweet spot, which was uh, I thought that back then, back in 1993, that it would be cool that these new devices, these new pen computers were coming out, Windows for pen computing. And I thought it would be a really cool idea for an architect to be able to use their drawing capabilities, which I was learning in architecture school, um, in a digital device. So that's when I first started thinking about that. And ever since then, I've always been thinking about how drawing can be a really fun part of a digital experience and an interesting part for the creative process. Um, after architecture school, I went to, uh, I got a master's of architecture uh, in building CAD software, building architectural design tools. And that started my career in software. I started off building architectural software. And then about, four, about uh, yeah, 14 years ago, I joined Microsoft in evangelism, where I was helping customers build stuff and see what the power of our platforms were. And uh, over time, I uh, uh, was encouraged to build apps. That's something that they encouraged us to build when we released the uh, uh, Windows, uh, the Windows 8 and the Windows 10 platforms. And I built apps on those. And one of the apps that I built was called Sketch 360. The Microsoft Garage helped me release this app uh, as an experiment, I released it on Windows. And that's where it sort of started about two years ago around, uh, around building this experience around uh, creating 360-degree 360 panoramic drawings from a single, uh, single point of perspective looking all the way around and creating a tool to help you do these kind of drawings that could then be viewed in a 360 viewer like a 360 photograph. So I came up with a technique that'll help you do these kind of drawings. So the technique with one of a dual screen interface or dual window interface where you draw on one side and you see how that's projected to the inside of a sphere on the other side. A lot of my ideas of these dual screen interface ideas came actually, you know, almost 10 years ago with the, uh, the, the courier concept, the, uh, the, the dual pane interface that Microsoft prototyped of, uh, of this courier, which was these dual screens. I thought that was really cool. And I thought, what could, it, what could a design tool, what could a creative tool be that used two screens for dual two, two types of interface? And now 
we had the duo. And I saw the opportunity there. It was obvious. That's that's super amazing. And I love hearing the uh, your, your journey to software development, where I actually started an architecture school. And I, I thought that you meant your architecture background meant software development architecture, but you meant architecture in a classical sense. Exactly. So that's exactly. that's really neat. And it actually kind of explains how you came up with this idea too. So Craig, um, folks, our listeners might remember you from your Xamarin days, but now you're working with the Surface Duo. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes that device so compelling for Xamarin developers. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, uh, it's kind of shocking to me that I was working on Xamarin like 10 years ago. <laughs> and um that time has just flown quickly. So I know a lot of folks in the community from Xamarin, Xamarin Blog, Xamarin Evolve, et cetera. Um, but I joined the Surface Duo team about a year ago uh, to help get the word out about how cool and easy it is to develop apps for the Surface Duo um, using all sorts of technology, but especially you know Xamarin and .NET, which is obviously very close to my heart. So just quickly, I'm dying to be on a live stream so I can hold up the device and show everyone. Um, but Surface Duo, if you haven't seen it, is a dual screen Android device. Um, it's super thin. It's super light. Um, you can fold it like all 360 degrees. So you can hold it, um, fold it around like a single screen phone, or you can like stretch it out so that it's flat and you've got these two huge screens in front of you. Um, that you can multitask, running two apps side by side. Uh, you can span a single app kind of across both screens. So you get all this real estate. You know, if you want to look at your all 12 months of Excel columns or, you know, double screen of Google Maps, um, you know, it's great for multitasking. It's great for like really delving into one task uh, across both screens. Uh, it supports Surface Pen. So it's cool for drawing. Uh, leading right into uh, the Sketch 360 app that I highly recommend everyone give that a try. Um, but as I said, it's an Android device, uh, which is perfect for Xamarin Forms. It's a cross-platform framework. And the Xamarin team did a great job of going beyond just making sure that, you know, you can build a Xamarin app and get it on this Android device. Um, they implemented some controls. There's a two-pane view um, that helps you create a layout that works on one screen and two screens. Uh, and there's a dual screen info helper class, which lets you kind of query where your app is on the on the device. Is it on one screen or both screens? Is the hinge angle changing? You know, is it like almost closed? Is it 180 degrees open? So you can do cool stuff with your app, figuring out how many screens it's showing on and, you know, what the angle of the, the hinge is, um, all from, you know, your Xamarin Forms app uh, using C Sharp. Um, and in a way that's cross-platform and, you know, we'll, your, your app's still going to run on iOS and on tablets and everything else. And the two-pane two view does really neat adaptive stuff when it goes onto those other platforms. So uh, super cool device that I love talking about and a really great integration with Xamarin as well. It it really is a cool device. And you mentioned that you're dying to be on a live stream so you can show up, show show it <laughs> off. So maybe we'll do we'll just take a a, a a photo of you and make that for the for the podcast um, nice. main image. Me and my surface yeah. selfie. Love it. Yep. <laughs> so Michael, we kind of glossed over it. Um, but this app, the Sketch 360, is written in Xamarin. Is that correct? It is. It's a uh, it's an interesting hybrid experience, hybrid application. So the hybrid nature is when I built this for Windows, 
the there I said there's these two panes, these two um, two parts of the experience. One of them is a drawing surface, and on Windows we have this beautiful ink canvas that's great for inking. It really highlights what the surface can do with inking, and any of our partners who have drawing apps can can work well with some of these uh, these built-in inking components. The other side is uses a three a three D experience called uh, called Babylon JS. It's a it's a JavaScript framework that uses WebGL. That can be that presents a 3D framework inside of a uh, inside of a browser. I'm using a specific component in there called a photo dome, which it basically I take an equirectangular image and put it on the inside of a sphere, and then I can look in all directions. And the application is pretty simply: I draw from one side, one side, turn that into a JPEG, and project that on the inside of, of the sphere on the other side. So in Xamarin terms, I'm using the two pane view. From the uh, from the, uh, the the Xamarin uh, NuGet package for uh, for uh, for for du dual pane, I'm using a web view uh, to do to present the, uh, the the JavaScript code that I had written, which pretty much ported over seamlessly from from the the web view I had on the Windows side, and then I'm using Skia Sharp uh, 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 to do the the real time drawing and rendering on the drawing view. Which the cool thing is that because the the uh, Surface Duo supports pressure sensitive pen as well as uh, uh, I can use uh, a, a Samsung Galaxy Note uh, which also supports pressure sensitive pen that the code that works on the Samsung Galaxy Note is exactly the same as the uh, as the the Surface Duo and now I have a uh, basically an inking control I built an inking control as a component in Skia Sharp in C Sharp on there and the 360 component is in JavaScript and they basically communicate uh, with each other. That's okay. So let me break that down just a little bit. Cause this sounds <laughs> both incredibly cool and incredibly complex and difficult to, to create. So one, was it, was it hard to create this app? I mean, how long did it take you? Um, I originally created the app in, uh, in, uh, in C sharp on, on windows in, in a few months. Uh, then when I ported this to, uh, I wanted to develop this, you know, make this go on a uh, on the Surface Duo because I saw the potential of that, and I realized that either I was going to have to learn a new development paradigm with building for Android, or I could leverage my C Sharp experience and build it for Xamarin Forms. Realizing that I would probably have to rewrite a lot of the XAML code, uh, which uh, and and actually I uh, the, the 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 Windows version is a lot more functional. There's a lot more things you can do. It's actually a lot more screen real estate. But I took the core essence of this of this 360 sketching and I was able to port that pretty quickly in a few months uh, to the uh, to the Xamarin forums, building my own inking component in, in uh, using Skia Sharp as a rendering surface. So, you know, if I'd had my own inking component delivered like that was delivered on the Windows platform, it would have been a lot easier. But because it wasn't, I made my own and then I was enlisted some help from some other Microsoft employees in a hackathon, and uh, they helped me. Uh, they helped me build this and build, you know, put the finishing touches on that. As this was my first Xamarin Forms app. Okay, so yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask or touch, touch on was the the touch or the inking control yeah. itself. That you're using Skia, you're using some pressure sens sensitivity, and I assume that you're watching where the pen is. Yeah. And then as, as the person draws the pen around, you're also drawing some lines on the screen. 
Yep. And based on how hard they're pressing on a screen, the pressure that the line gets thicker versus lighter. That kind of sum it up real, real high level. That's exactly it. There is a okay. uh, in the implementation of Skia Sharp on on Xamarin forms. There's a Skia. There's a Skia view that actually handled handles this uh, uh, handles this um, uh, support of handling uh, pen or touch. Um, and it can differentiate between pen and touch. So I can use my finger and uh, my fingers to pinch and zoom while simultaneously using my pen to draw. And because, uh, because the device can differentiate between pen and touch, uh, I can actually have my code be differently act differently when I use a pen as opposed to use a touch or, or I have a different mode that actually lets you do everything in touch, which uh, you have to work in sort of a modal way to say, now I'm using my pe- my fingers to zoom. Now I'm using my fingers to draw. So let's then um, move over to the uh, Babylon.js side where you're actually, so that on the Babylon.js side, on the WebView side, that's where you're actually seeing like the whole 360 view yes. of, of the world that you're creating. Yeah. And you, men- you mentioned that's, you're, you're rendering a JPEG and putting that over there. Is that correct? Yes, I am. So, okay. so the, 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 uh, this is a JavaScript library called Babylon.js. It's free to use. And you basically has a, has a single API called Photodome. And in that, you basically say, here's the image that's going up projected on the inside of the sphere. And then what I can do is I can just update that image. I basically send, I, I send an update to that image whenever I, I, whenever I, I, I pick up the pen after a drawing, drawing stroke or I, I erase a pen stroke, I then send a, a render in, in the Skia Sharp to a JPEG and then send that right over to the, uh, 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 the web view. Okay. So when, when I'm drawing, I'm not actually drawing in a, like a, I guess a global plane. I'm just drawing in a regular two-dimensional plane, Correct. right? I have my X and Y are 90 degree to each other. I don't have to worry. Exactly. Babylon JS is doing all the, the curvature. Exactly. And then, and then what I've done also, I've created some stencils, which help you draw lines that will look straight in the 360. So if you, if you think about when you were, uh, when you were in school, there may have been a big map of the world, a big flat map of the world. Uh, and, and, and they would show you, you know, when you, when you want to take an airplane from New York to London, it goes around this curve. It doesn't, it isn't a straight line. It's always on this curve. You know, why does it go on that curve? Well, it turns out when you project a, a, a spherical shape onto a flat surface, uh, straight lines turn into curves or curves turn into straight lines. And so what, what I created is some stencils using, uh, using some, some mathematics from a mathemati- mathematics professor in, uh, in, in Portugal who I partnered with. He helped me create some stencils to help me draw these straight lines uh, that would that end up starting off being curved, that end up being straight in the 360 projection. And the cool thing is I've shared all the code for this in a GitHub repo for including the inking component and also the, all the, all the, uh, uh, the stencil code, all the, all the mathematics too. That's what I was just going to ask you. Is this open source? Yes, it is. That's, that's so cool that someone can actually go in, not just for the dual portion of it, but just to see how, I guess how, how, you know, it's, it's all done. So Craig, First off, how awesome is this that you have this great reference app that you can um, point people towards for dual screen development? And second off, I mean, I guess what's your what's your take on this use case? I mean, is this something that you and the team envisioned when um, when you go out and talk about the device, or 
or I mean, is this, is this like the use case that you're hoping people use the device for, or is it like um, off the off the wall? Or I mean, what what do you think the device is best for? I think <clears throat> totally, it's one of the uh, use cases that we kind of envisioned for the device in terms of having um, a dual view, like different views of the same kind of data. We have a couple of user interface design patterns that we share on our website to help people think about how they might adapt their apps for the Surface Duo and and dual screens. And one of them is the dual view, which is a pattern where you have two different views of the same information, which is is kind of what Sketch 360 does. Uh, Whether we imagined uh, this app Uh, certainly not me. This is way above and beyond. This is way cooler than anything I could have imagined us putting on the device. Um, Like I'm just playing with it now as Michael's talking about it. And the the stencils that you've got that give you like, you know, it's not a Mercator projection, but it gives you this like projection of, you know, the flat view. And as you draw on that surface, like you can be zoomed out and see like all of this area that you're drawing on. And as you draw, if you're zoomed in on the other pane, it jumps to the stroke that you've just done. So like you can touch up things around your drawing on the left side, which is your, your flat view and the right side zooms and zooms and spins around in the photo dome (laughs) control, I guess that Michael mentioned uh, to show you the updates happening in real time. And then you can like spin around and and navigate that um, in the 360 degree view. So it's, you know, it's ideal for that sort of thing. You know, it's hard to imagine, getting as good an experience on a single screen phone because, you know, you could do it maybe side by side um, when you're holding the phone in landscape view or one above and below, but having two full screens, one where you draw and one where you kind of like spin and preview in 360 uh, is it's just a cool experience. You know, I love playing with it. Um, And the fact that, yeah, Mike has made the, the inking control and the source available for people to use and get some value from like i can imagine just that inking control being super useful for you know android apps you know across the board you want to add a signature control which is like the minimal kind of drawing thing that i hear people ask for right up to you know this 360 degree drawing um so that's super powerful piece of code that's out there as a result of this project um and you know it's great for the duo because we have the pen but, you know, it's great for everyone. So uh, we were super excited to see this come down the pipe in Microsoft Garage. Um, and, yeah, really appreciate Michael's work. Yeah. And, Michael, it is out in the uh, and, or that Google Play Store. Is that correct? Yeah, that people can download it? Is. Okay. Super, super awesome. And do you have any um, plans right now to extend it? Um, just what new features are you, are you planning any new features for it right well, now? Well, I just recruited some, uh, some colleagues in some other locales in, in, uh, who can, uh, help translate it to Portuguese and Spanish. And so we're into final QA for that to be able to uh, release it. No, uh, actually not, not it's, it's, excuse me. It is not those languages. It is French and German. I'm thinking about something else. So we get uh, translations to French and German. Um, so that uh, the markets that we're now selling those to, selling the devices to in uh, uh, for the Surface Duo, that they can tr- have a, a, a first-class experience in their language. There is a uh, an area that there are a couple of technical areas which I'd love some help in, um, especially it, the, the uh, actually on, on the 
on iOS. Um, the inking, the inking support, even though this, of course, this isn't uh, this isn't specifically for uh, the uh, the Surface Duo, but you know, since all the code is Xamarin Forms, it actually will run. Uh, will uh, if if I if I build it, I will I can run it on an iOS device. The inking or the touch is not working correctly, and since I don't have the uh, the the correct device to test this on, I would need some help on there. Um, somebody who wants to uh, try out building it and and trying out and developing, fixing the code to make it work uh, for the inking and touching on iOS, that would be great. And because it's an open source project, we're taking contributors who want to try that out. So um, that that would be the only thing that I could think of. But I think that what 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 I want to do is put tools out there to help people be creative. And it is, I, I base, I built this tool because I wanted to create these kind of drawings. And as I created these drawings, I changed the app. I made the app better. And so the affordance that Craig was talking about of every time I pick up the pen and it zooms directly, it pans directly and animates to the place where, where the pen ended in the 360 view. That was because I was doing these drawings and I realized I needed something to help me do that. So I did, uh, I made a lot of these affordances because I was creating these drawings. And so I want to get more people to create these drawings on all sorts of devices, which that's what Xamarin Form lets me do. And if I can get more people creating these drawings, I can get more feedback on it and I can make a better app uh, for people to, to, to build, to be more creative with. And if I can help me, if I can help people to be more creative, I'm happy. That's, yeah, I, I totally agree, Michael. And first off, yeah, taking Polar Quest to get the iOS um, um, touch control working, that'd be, well, we'll put a link in the show notes for, for the uh, GitHub repo yep. for sure. And it'd be great if somebody could take a, take a peek at that. And, and secondly, I wanted to ask, I actually have two questions. Um, the first one, though, is, I mean, you mentioned the creativity. So, I mean, what are you drawing on it right now i mean what 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 do you like to go out and use sketch 364 personally well per personally the, the funny thing that that i've you know personally nothing i'm not going out at all uh or, or i'm going out very little because of the, the 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 lockdown we're seeing in the pandemic so i actually found a new type of drawing that i've created um and i've actually extended sketch 360 to do this both on the on the you know is a, a virtual flight sketch using Flight Simulator. I fly to some place in the world, and I pause Flight Simulator, and I do a drawing of that. Whether that's in a single point of view or looking all the way around my around the airplane, couldn't do that in real life. But uh, this lets me sort of do it in a in a uh, virtual way, and you know, until travel becomes more and more common after the pandemic. Um, this is my uh, this is my getting out and 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 drawing and, and traveling and you know possibly using three uh, creating three sixty sketches doing that. That's I bet you nobody else is using simulator for that. Nobody flight simulator for that. Nobody. <laughs> just look, just look uh, at the virtual flight sketching. You'll you'll see it. Yeah, that's great. You know, you know what? I'll I'll do some uh, I'll research and I'll put some posts in there in, in in our in our show notes for that as well. So, but the other thing I wanted to touch on, Michael, is what are you most proud about for this application as far as um, developing it, uh, writing the code? What what do you take the most pride about when um, looking at the source code? I really like the the uh, the the Xamarin the way that I can sort of segment the application in Xamarin, having really having you know clean components that can start to get reused that, that I can think about in a reusable way. 
Um, I've always loved developing in C Sharp. It's my preferred language uh, in development because it is extensible in a, in a variety of ways. I can extend the XAML. I can extend, I can extend classes. I can, I can work with it in a way that is a very creative process. And so because, the, because Xamarin lets me be creative across a bunch of different angles and it lets me think about it in a multi-platform way, it is an expansive tool in that way. No, definitely. And that's, I guess, you know, obviously that's the claim to fame that Xamarin had always. And I guess, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I got into the Xamarin development way back when is exactly for that. All right, Michael, another thing I wanted to ask you about was um, any challenges that you face while developing the app. Now, whether just regular code challenges or things that you might have pushed Xamarin forms up to the limits. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I came up with uh, is that building a drawing application, you're going to be drawing on the canvas. You're going to be drawing on the screen. And if you think about this, that if I do a, if I draw all the way up to the edge, I'm sort of drawing back and forth. I'm, uh, and I have in, in the duo and I have touch gestures enabled. So navigation gestures. So if I, on my duo, if I have that enabled, if I do a swipe in from the, from the left or the right, I'm going to go back. I can do, it triggers a back navigation. So I know that I I cannot draw all the way up to the to the edge of my of my screen. I can't make it a full screen experience for drawing, or else I'm going to trigger back navigations. So I had to sort of make the uh, I had to make a, a, a kind of an ugly margin on the left and the right. Uh, actually, the left, right, and the bottom to avoid somebody um, either swiping up or or swiping to the left or the right while they're drawing. So that 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 would be something that you know if I if I would look at uh, a recommendation for the Xamarin for the uh, like the Surface Duo team to be able to detect if the user has enabled these touch uh, touch gestures for navigation like navigation back that would be the the, the biggest thing that I would re- have a recommend and of course if there were a native inking control that would be awesome. So I guess Craig, let me let me ask you that: Is how often does the Surface Duo team get involved with creating SDK components like Michael was just mentioning? Are you going to leave that, or are you going to leave that up to like the framework developers, like the Xamarin Forms team? Um, a bit of both. I mean, we would love to support the Xamarin Forms team uh, in the work that they've done, like the and Michael himself, like the controller he's put together. You know, if we can evangelize that for people using Xamarin Forms and want to get uh, inking support right now you know, it's super capable and, you know, we'd love to hook people up with it if they're, if they're looking. Um, but we are also in the business of building stuff to make sure that the Surface Duo shines. So I mentioned the two-pane view control that the Xamarin Forms team has done uh, for Xamarin developers uh, looking to enhance apps for the Surface Duo. Uh, but we really try and do that for all of the platforms that uh, can be deployed to Android and, and, and the device. So uh, we have some controls for Kotlin and Java developers to help them um, enhance their apps for, for two screens, you know, to do similar sort of reasoning to the what we talked about with the two-pane view. Um, there is a two-pane view available for React Native developers. Um, we've got an SDK that helps people uh, get the device info if they're in Cordova or if they're building games in Unity. Um, so no user controls, like layout controls for those two at the moment. Um, but we are looking to 
help you know people give people a leg up uh, into working on the device, uh, regardless of which platform, which development platform they're using. And something like inking, you know, it's a Surface device. Uh, there's Surface pens. You know, the entire Surface range. You know, one of its strengths is the inking experience. You know, whether you're talking about the studio or a book, laptop. Um, so yeah, we're absolutely looking at how we can make those good experiences available um, to end users by providing uh, help to app developers. Cool. And here's another question I had about what the, the Duo is the flavor of Android that it runs. Is it Android Android or is it a fork of Android that the Duo team has created? No, nope, it's absolutely Android Android. You know, the apps come from Google Play uh, it's Android 10. Uh, it has all of the features, the the gesture navigation that Michael was referring to, which which causes problems, you know, drawing to the edge of the screen. You know, that's an Android feature. Um, the the customization that we've done is around the dual screen handling of apps. So the the handle that we add to the bottom of the screen, which you kind of use to drag the app across from one screen to another or drag it such that it spans over both screens that's the that's the enhancement that that we've made but you know it's it's android 10 um the the apis that are available to you to detect within your app whether you're running on one screen or two screens um microsoft has an sdk for that um uh, but google does as well so there is google jetpack window manager um exposes the dual screenedness, if I can say it that way, of a device and lets you reason over the hinge being there uh, and, you know, how you might want to lay your app out around that uh, is 100%. You know, that's available from Google. Uh, you can incorporate that into your Java or Kotlin app. Um, you know, you can get that stuff into any of the other platforms because they all have kind of native integration support. Um, so, you know, uh, while there is a, an SDK available from Microsoft, uh, and we're adding lots of controls to help people. Um, this is an Android experience, and you, you can build for it just using tools available from Google. Uh, and you know the Jetpack Window Manager stuff works for other foldable devices. You know that may have that continuous screen that folds in the middle, either horizontally or vertically. Um, so you know you're not kind of I'm using air quotes here locked in <laughs> to building a foldable experience that just works on the Surface Duo. Um, you know, the APIs are there. They're part of Jetpack Window Manager that will run on Android 10 and future. Uh, and you'll get, you know, uh, a behavior that can run on multiple devices. And that was, I guess, yeah, you, your guess, guess is my question is that there's no reason why you shouldn't build for Surface Duo because you're running some strange version of Android. You're running Android Android. So there's really no yep. reason not to. Absolutely. And if you're using Jetpack Window Manager to adapt your device, you know, that stuff's going to, be available, you know, Jetpack will work um, the way that Google makes Jetpack work on, on different versions. Um, so yeah, your app will be able to respond to hinges and folds on the devices that support it. And on everything else, you know, you'll make a decision about how your app should lay out. Uh, should, they be, should the items be stacked on a single screen? Should you hide one side? Uh, if you're on a tablet or bigger, um, do you just stretch them out as though it's a duo, but without the hinge in the middle. Um, so there's all sorts of things you can do to make your Android app user interface kind of adaptive to the Surface Duo. And those adaptions, adaptations uh, will also, you know, help you out 
going onto laptops, onto Chromebooks, onto you know, anywhere else that you might deploy. And if it's a Xamarin app, you know, iOS, Windows, everywhere. So, Craig, let me ask you this. You've been using the Duo, you know, for a long time before it was even released. And so as you've been using it, what's your personal favorite feature of it um, that you've come to love more than anything else? This probably tells you something about me personally, but just Kindle reading, Kindle book reading, um, it was the first app that, you know, I wanted on it because I do read a lot. And there's something about having the two pages side-by-side experience uh, for me that just makes it feel, and the device is so thin, uh, it just makes it feel a lot like a real book. And so it's kind of almost, I feel like I should have some really super cool use case to to share with people. Uh, And I do use it for lots of different things. Um, Teams works really well on it. Um, And just side-by-side stuff, like I'll often have two web pages open side-by-side in Edge, uh, or I'll have Outlook or OneNote open on one side with web browsing on the other because I'm like looking something up or like wanting to check something or paste a link into an email. So having the stuff side-by-side multitasking is probably my, my general use case. But gosh, I just like using it to read with the Kindle app. Um, you know, I've been a Kindle fan and I've had, you know, a dozen of those devices in the different form factors. But having a bendable one that feels like a book uh, just, yeah, blew me away and uh, it's it's definitely if you had a look at my you know screen time uh on the device you would find that i spend more time in kindle than anything else probably <laughs> that's great i wouldn't have guessed that you would have said that but i mean that's that's an honest answer and i can actually see that being a total great you know use case and a nice thing about that you know just kind of replicating the real life yeah, it's something about that you know skeuomorphic it feels like a book um, my brain is obviously easily tricked um, and I love to read. So, um, yeah, but the multitasking aspect as well, uh, the pen, uh, the experience when you're drawing on it, like in, in Sketch 360, uh, is a lot of fun. Um, so it's one of those things, again, I wish I could show it up and uh, show up on this camera and show everyone. Um, but it, it's, a nice, it's a nice device to hold and, and you know, multitask away. Very cool. So, Michael, as we as we close it out here, I mean, what what's next for you personally? I mean, are you? I assume you're not 100% Sketch 360. So, I mean, what what are you developing right now for for yourself? I mean, is it still Sketch 360, or are you working on any other passion projects? Um, nothing significantly. It's it's uh, it's you know. With the application, there's both the Windows and the and the Xamarin Forms version. I continually update them as as I see feedback. So I'll look at the telemetry that I'm getting about where people are having, uh, where I may have bugs, may have crashes, enhancing those. And then you know, as people reach out to me about could it do this or could it do that, I'll I'll look and see that see the feedback and try to be responsive to to where people are uh, are, are using it in the world to see uh, to see uh, you know. You know, where people are using the world to see what people are creating with it. And so it's, uh, you know, it's really watching that. And so a lot of what I do, uh, this is just a, uh, a, a very much a part-time passion, passion project uh, that, that I'm doing. And so it is, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time still also doing a lot of drawing and painting. And so that, that's, a, that's where I spend a lot of my time in the old analog, you know, on paintbrush with the, on, on, in a journal. Uh, so that's where I, that's my primary creative tool, but I see that there are some places that I need to go or that, uh, the, the digital actually will work better. So that's where uh, having 
the ability of, of being able to do these 360 sketches in a, uh, you know, wherever I am, uh, makes it kind of fun with that. So. Nice. And I was going to ask the sketch 360 is what I'm going to call 100% contained. It doesn't have like any cloud backend to it or anything like that. It's just the, the, the only cloud is the telemetry that it, that it sends to, uh, to, uh, uh, app center for, to, to, for, so I can see if any, any crashes are happening and things like that. Right. Okay. Very cool. Um, so either Craig or Michael, um, anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up the show or. Well, I, um, I, I would just like to say anybody, please feel free to try out sketch 360 or even, uh, you know, fork the code, give it a try, take a look at it, see if you can, uh, uh, see if you can understand uh, how how it was written, how it works. If you want to uh, tinker, if you have any uh, things that you think might improve it, or if you want to help contribute by uh, making a, helping translate it to your language, uh, translate it to a language that you know in terms of in terms of spoken languages, uh, or uh, or if you can help on other platforms that we target. So it's uh, I think that bringing it to Xamarin was the was really an opening to a lot more opportunities for it to be on on different types of devices and i i love the idea of the of the dual screen device as a way of uh of a creative platform yeah and i agree well like i said we'll put the repo github link in the show notes and you bring up a good point about the internationalization of the app that just makes it even more inclusive it broadens the audience to bring it bring the app to more people and so if you can i mean that's a great way to actually get a pull request and to contribute to the project yeah so yeah absolutely all right so to end the show i like to do the pick of the pod and unlike the pick of the pod where James and I just talk about a library that we like to use for the customer stories, I like to just open it up and be anything. And so TV show, a book I happen to be reading or anybody happens to be reading, whatever you're into. And so this pick of the pod, um, what should I go with? You know what? Here, here's the thing. Here, this thing I really like. It's um, like a IoT garage door opener and i forget what the company's name is but i'll put a link in, into the podcast is i recently moved and i have a detached garage right now and i always forget whether i had the garage door open or not so it beats having to run outside to check if the garage door is open i have it now on my phone to see you know the garage door is open or not and if i did forget to leave it open i can actually close it right away i think it's called my letter q and um I don't know, super easy thing that the app costs like, or the whole thing costs like $30, but makes life very easy for me that I don't have to run outside anymore to check if I left the garage door open. So that's my pick of the pod, um, being lazy and being forgetful and having (laughs) an IOT device to shut my garage door for me. So Craig, what do you have for us? Uh, so I've got to go old school and choose a library and it's going to be pretty obvious. The Xamarin forms dual screen you get. So this is Xamarin podcast and we've talked a lot about an app that runs on the surface duo. Uh, so I want to take this opportunity to highlight for people that you can easily add the dual screen NuGet to your apps, uh, and enhance them to run on the surface duo. Uh, we have an Android simulator that you can download and, uh, Matt, again, we'll put the docs link in the pod notes, I guess, uh, docs.microsoft.com slash dual screen. But you can get the emulator, you can get that NuGet uh, and go to town with, you know, tweaking your existing apps to kind of take advantage of the Surface Duo. Uh, and like I said, the, the two-pane view control 
is a nice way to also get a tablet layout or desktop layout for you know all of the other platforms that you're targeting. So yeah, two pane view for me. All right. Yeah, we should mention that using the two pane view control is actually really straightforward, and the docs that you mentioned are really good. So yeah, I'll definitely put the the link into the show notes. And then Michael, what's your pick of the pod? So a colleague of mine just uh, and friend just released uh, a book. And the book actually is very topical to what I create in these uh, 360 sketches. It's called Make Art with Artificial Intelligence. The author is Kevin Ashley. And this is uh, all about, you know, using our AI to help make uh, different, different techniques for using AI to make art. And one of the uh, things he talks about is a real highly topical area of uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And if anybody who does digital art, they realize that their artwork is easily copyable and reproducible in the millions. And the idea of these uh, NFTs is people thinking of a way to make digital art um, a commodity that could be sold. And so he, he talks about this in, in AI and it talks about he, he writes about this in the book uh, about this new hot topic of NFTs, which is a lot of uh uh, press in the past couple of weeks. So uh, this is my uh, the book I just got. He just released it this weekend and I'm starting on it now. And this is fascinating way of, uh, uh, of looking at all the different ways that AI can be used in art. Yeah, that sounds super cool. And we'll put a link. Yeah. Make sure you send me the link so we can put it into the show notes yep. and yeah, the whole NFTs itself, that could be a whole podcast. I'm sure there are a lot of podcasts on that already. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Craig and Michael, well, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. It's been great. Um, Sketch 360 is an awesome app. I I love it. And the Surface Duel itself, you have to go check it out. Um, both amazing. So, Craig and Michael, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This has been the Xamarin Podcast. 